What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Why, hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of kinston north carolina it is tuesday may the 2nd in the year of our lord 2023 this is episode 850 of the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college my co-hosts john dawson and jonathan massey why they will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game tell you something we have another great show for you today Man, uh, I'm I'm so excited about today's show. I just want to jump in it right now. Splash around, you know, and uh, I'm sure you guys do too. It's going to be a fun show. Listen, joining me here in our first hour is going to be our, oh, I'll tell you what, before him though, uh, just break, late breaking news, South Lenore, huge upset last night in extra innings over Southwest Onslow. I, uh, a big, big win for them. And we're going to have David Combs jo- joining us live on our Spence Automotive guest line. We'll get more into the results here in a little bit, though. But very excited about it. Just a little short interview. I mean, it's one of those things, literally, literally, I messaged the coach uh, 10 minutes ago and said, Coach Combs, can you join me on the show after the big upset last night? And he graciously said yes. So uh, we're going to have David Combs from South Lenore High School. Uh, Like I said, just a little short interview. Just want to find out what happened. Read about it at encmoments.com. Uh, Junior Smith III's awesome site. And I was so geeked up about him. I'm like, man, I, I got to see if uh, Coach will come on with me. Again, he graciously said yes. So we're going to have him on. We might even get it. We'll, we'll talk about last night's uh, big win over Southwest Onzo. Let me tell you something, guys. Southwest is just rolling through everybody. What, 16 wins or whatever they've got in the season? Uh, yeah, they were 16-2 and two going into a deep run last night. They left with 16 wins because South Lenore, big 4-3 to three win over Southwest Onslow last night in nine innings. In fact, uh, the Blue Devils down 3-1 to one going into the bottom of the seventh. They scored two runs, force extra innings, and they'll win in nine innings. Listen, I, I'm sure I'll, talk, I'll say this a few times. Go to encmoments.com if you want to read all about that story. But again, or about that game. Congratulations to David Combs and uh, South Lenore, who have just got themselves right back into the, the thick of things. This is a team, listen, they were in fourth place a couple of weeks ago, and they have just battled and battled and battled. And now they are, uh, what, 12 and 6 overall, but more importantly, 8 and 3 in the conference. They're going to play Kens- or Kenston. They're going to play North Lenore on Thursday night at uh south Lenore high school and it's going to be for second place in the conference very likely uh so congratulations man to uh david combs south Lenore. we'll be talking to him like i said in about 10 minutes or so he's our first guest today uh our second guest here uh in the first hour he's going to be joining us probably 22 23 minutes into the hour like i said we're not going to go super long with coach combs 
But Richard Clark of the Carteret County News Times, Rich, as you know, is our NBA and hoops expert. And with the second round of the playoffs in full swing, it's a good time to have him on as we do every Tuesday, but I get to share my heartbreak and my heartburn and just the pain in my chest. I hope it's just from the basketball and not from being overweight, (laughs) but, uh, man, my Boston Celtics last night, game one of their second round series with the Philadelphia 76ers. And before the game revealed, Joel Embiid would not be playing and so uh, stupid me, along with uh, Vegas and everybody else, established uh, the Celtics as 10-point favorites going into uh, last night's game one. Well, you know how things work sometimes, and uh, it did not work out for uh, the God-fearing Celtics of, uh, of Boston as they lost 119-115 to 115 in that game, and uh, they now trail one game to nothing, and that's even without their best player that's averaging 33 points a game or whatever it is he's averaging. It's uh, pretty depressing, to tell you the truth, but we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about all that uh, kind of stuff with uh, Richard Clark in, uh, like I said, about probably about 25 minutes into this first hour here or so, and we'll have him for the rest of the hour, and then... Let me tell you, kicking off our second hour, one of my favorite people in the entire world. She's like that 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 big sister that I never had. I know I say that about Richie Honeycutt, and it's true. Richie is like that. Uh, uh, I can't say what I want to say, but that that uh, older sister that you know, you know. Uh, how can I see? I, you could tell I'm going off script here, but it's Tammy Kelly uh, from uh, the North County Cooperative Extension. She is. She's that. Awesome older sister that I have, not much older, but you know, a little bit older sister that that I never had. Who uh, you know, uh, <laughs> who buys you beer, you know, and uh, is uh, you know tells you about the about life and who to stay away from and who to hang out with, and she's just super cool, man. Just like Richie. I mean, I love me some Tammy Kelly. Linda loves her some Tammy Kelly. We really do, and she's gonna be live here in our plush, well lit studio here on Whitehall Drive. Very excited, like I said, to have Tammy. She's not just with the Lenore County Cooperative Extension. She's also one of the movers and shakers and organizers of the Barbecue Festival on the Noose that takes place in downtown Kinston this weekend. She's going to give us a preview of that. I know she's in town to mark off. Uh, well, she's usually in town every morning anyway, but she's going to take a little time out of her busy schedule this morning. Uh, can't wait to ask her what all she's going to be doing today getting ready for it. Uh, they're anticipating about 40,000 people coming into downtown Kinston this weekend between Friday and Saturday. Need to get Jason Bryant back up here on the show uh, later on this week, too, as we're going to talk about uh, the WRNS concert. Got a big WRNS concert. It's going to take place Friday night. It's absolutely free, uh, and you're going to have a lot of t- a lot of fun uh, down with that and then uh, with all the food, all the vendors, uh, the car show, everything that goes on with the uh, barbecue festival on news, just one of the, the it, it's the largest in the world whole whole hog uh, cooking contest, and uh, she's going to. I, I love me some Tammy Kelly. You do too. If you meet her, you love her. She's incredible. Can't wait to have her on here in our second hour. So how about that for a show? David Combs from South North, Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, and Tammy Kelly from the Lenora County Cooperative Extension. We have got you a show here today on the Brian Hanks Show. So let's jump into everything here. Tell you what, before we do that, though, let me thank uh, our good friends over at Lenora Community College. I just mentioned Richie Honeycutt a few moments ago. 
Love her to death. Love everybody over at Lenore Community College. In fact, we'll have Catherine Pearson here on the show on Monday. She's going to be uh, catching you up on everything that's going on with uh, LCC and uh, just a ton of great things happening over there. But you know what? LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. And I know I say that every morning, but what I mean by that, it's not just that, hey, you go to LCC and you get a few hours college credits and then you just go on with your life. No, LCC really tangibly helps you with your life. In fact, I'm telling you, I've been here, uh, what, in my 21st year now here in uh, Kinston and Lenora County. I bet you, I, I know this is something I've said before, but I, I really mean it. LCC has touched almost every person's life that I know. And I bet of the 57,000 people that live in Lenore County, it's touched 50,000 people here, whether a child or a relative has gone there or some of the things they do for the community. And, uh, listen, just love LCC, uh, LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Listen, spring or a summer semester begins May the 22nd. In fact, we're th- less than three weeks away from summer semester beginning. You can still get in. Registration still being accepted. Give LCC a call at 252-527-6223. Visit their awesome website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trent to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, Catherine Pearson, Jeannie Kennedy, uh, Gary Smith, Shelly Barnes, everybody over at Lenore Community College. Truly do appreciate Every single one of them, and uh, and uh, for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, da, 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 da. Speaking of LCC, we com- we have their complete ready schedule here for the Region Ten tournament that begins this Thursday night at uh, in Moorhead City. You want to get down there for that Big Rock Stadium? LCC is thirty-one and fifteen overall. They're twenty-three and ten in Region Ten. And uh, they finished in first place and are the number one seed from the East in, in this week's league tournament down at Moorhead City. LCC is going to – now, i got to tell you, by accident, I gave you some bad information yesterday. Uh, just I gave you the right game time, but I gave you the wrong opponent. I don't know what the hell I was looking at yesterday. But LCC is going to face the number four seed from the West, and it's Wake Tech, who is uh, 17 and 27 overall. They're 10 and 15 in Region 10. That first game – is Thursday at 7. Now, it's scheduled for Thursday at 7. Hopefully, they'll start on time. But uh, I know uh, last year, <laughs> games uh, in the first day of the tournament, even the second day of the tournament, started a little bit later uh, because they got to have about 30, 45 minutes between games to get the field ready. And uh, with that being the last game of the day, in the uh, premier spot of the day, a good chance that game may be uh, probably a 7, 30, 8 o'clock start if they're lucky, and probably 8 or 8.30. But uh, Scott and I, Scott Whittington and I, the son of Kenston, we're going to go down there and uh, witness that game and talk about it on Friday morning show. So very excited about that. Going to try to get Lynn Hartzell here on the show too uh, sometime between now and then just to talk about the tournament itself. Uh, but, man, if you've not been to Big Rock Stadium, i got to tell you, the first time I'd ever been was last year for the Region 10 tournament. Walked away very, very impressed. Very nice facility. Uh, a great place for uh, Region 10 to play their games. But LCC, the, like I said, the number one seed 
from uh, the East. Uh, they'll play at 7 o'clock on uh, Thursday. If they win, they'll play at 7 o'clock on Friday, but if they lose, they'll play at 1 o'clock on Friday. So uh, that – hold on. Let me uh, da, 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 give you that schedule because they've got it completely up to date on the NJCAA site. Uh, on day one – uh, Thursday, the first game is at 10 a.m., and it's the number two team out of the East Brunswick taking on the number three team out of the West, Patrick and Henry. Game two is scheduled for 1 o'clock. That's uh, the number one team out of the West, Catawba Valley. By the way, they have sweet uniforms, man. But <laughs> the number one team out of the West, Catawba Valley, taking on the number four team out of the East, Bryant and Stratton. Game three is at 4 o'clock on Thursday. That's the number two team out of the West, Cleveland taking on uh, the number three team out of the East. That's Pitt Community College. And then the nightcap, the the premier game of the night, the number one team out of the East, our Lenore Community College Lancers, taking on uh, number four, Wake Tech. So uh, that's your first day. And then, of course, on Friday, the first two games are elimination games. And uh, the last two games are semifinal games. There's four games on Saturday. And then hopefully uh, just two games on Sunday. And LCC hopefully will be playing in that at uh, 7 o'clock on uh, Sunday. But, man, we will keep you up to date with all the things that are going on there. So, um, so anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, that is uh, your update there on Region 10. Uh, and, again, LCC, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks uh, off yesterday, but they will uh, play uh, in Fayetteville. Or I'm sorry, they will be – in Fredericksburg all week this week, uh, they are 11 and nine. They're one and a half games behind Delmarva for first place in the Carolina League North after sweeping five of six games in Fayetteville last week. Uh, then uh, they are going to be taking on the Nationals, who are seven and 13. Hopefully, have another great week, and then they will be back home next Tuesday, a week from today, for 12 straight games uh, against Delmarva and Fayetteville. Uh, ECU uh, uh, had a well, they won two out of three over the weekend. Still kind of a tough weekend. Uh, playing a uh, not that great team and being outscored over the weekend, 24 to 19, even though they did win two of the three games. Uh, they are at home Wednesday at five, then they travel to Cincinnati for an AAC series that begins on Friday. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, we now know who they're going to be playing in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They are going to be taking on uh, the New Jersey Devils in a second round series that is set to begin Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at PNC Arena. It'll be aired on ESPN. Game 2 is Friday night. We don't have the time yet for that. Uh, and they will be taking on the New Jersey Devils, who beat uh, Jacques Passelag's New York Rangers last night, 4 to nothing. Kind of disappointed in that because I was really looking forward to uh, to seeing uh, uh, the, the Carolina Hurricanes against Jacques Passelag's Rangers. Unfortunately, they come up a little bit short in that game, and it's going to be the Hurricanes and the Devils. If you talk to uh, Paul Whittington, if you talk to other fans, they will tell you that's not bad, though, because we str- really, really struggled with the uh, Rangers this season. So uh, Hurricanes against the Rangers, or I mean against the Devils, beginning Wednesday. So uh, very, very excited about that. But, man, how about last night? Uh, I get up this morning, I go to encmoments.com, and I, I read about uh, our South and North Blue Devils 
taking on the Southwest Onslow Stallions last night. And in nine innings last night, uh, Southwest wins down three to one going into the bottom of the seventh. Score two runs in the seventh. Go on to win in nine innings. Southwest Nor now twelve and six overall, eight and three in the uh, East Central two eight. Only a half game back of uh, the Stallions of Southwest Onslow. And on the line with us right now, the Southwest Nor head baseball coach. He's also athletics director uh, for the Blue Devils. But uh, it's David Combs joining us this morning. And, Coach, like I said uh, before I brought you up, I only messaged you 10 minutes before we started the show today, and you graciously uh, uh, are coming on here with us this morning. First off, congratulations on the win last night, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank you. And just uh, tell me a little bit about this game last night, Coach. I mean, again, uh, <clears throat> I wasn't there, but I did read a, uh, read Junior Smith the third story about it on ncmoments.com. That must have been a heck of a game, heck of an atmosphere last night, sir. Uh, it was, Brian. It was. Um, they kept us – honestly, they kept us off balance. They pitched to us really well. Their pitchers did a great job of keeping us, you know, they kept us off balance for most of the night. Um, you know, we we drew some walks, had some quality at bats, some long at bats, um, drew a lot of pitches from them as the game went on. Um, I mean, you know, we're down 3-1, to one and – it's just a testament to our guys. You know, they never gave up. And seventh, um, we put ourselves in a situation where we come back, tied the game, and um, honestly, we were bases loaded with uh, we were bases loaded with no outs, and it was three to three in the seventh. Um, you know, they did. You got to tip the cap to them because they did a great job. You know, they brought the infield in. They made some plays when they had to. Uh, made some pitches when they had to. And, you know, the game. Um, Game got extended, but our guys, you know, we pitched extremely well um, down the stretch, played great defense. We, we had a couple double plays that, you know, really were game changers. Um, they got leadoff guys on in the eighth and ninth. And, um, you know, we were able to make a couple plays and make a couple pitches and get a big strikeout when we needed it. And we got a big play when we needed it. And, you know, in the ninth, um, Brady Shepard, um, he got hit by a pitch, got on base. Uh, we executed a sack bunt, got him a second. Um, you know, I think they made an error. We went first and third. They put a guy on. We were bases loaded with one out, and um, ball got by the catcher, and we won the game. What an amazing game. It's, it's guy, and I know you do this for love of the game. You love baseball. You love your Blue Devils. But it's got I, – I don't know. I The, the air, it's got to be a little bit more pure. The coffee you're drinking this morning, it's got to taste a little bit better. Breakfast had to be better. It, it, it's got to feel good when you come up with a big win like this, Coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could – man, it's hard to go to sleep last night. You know, we got home and I could – it was hard to wind down, so I didn't even eat breakfast yet. I just, it, it was enough trying to get my little girl ready for school. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it – you know, it feels great this morning to wake up and just come in with a win after, you know, that kind of game. And like I said, it's just testament to our guys. We've just come together. I mean, they're playing as a team. Our seniors are just, man, they're doing everything the right way right now. They're just, you know, there's just a lot of positives coming out of everything. They're just, they're great guys. And, you know, they just, they're playing like a team, man. And once that happens, I think that's, that's just part of sport. When they come together, it's a special thing. And they've come together and, you know, no matter what happens the rest of the season, I'm. I mean, the the um the amount of progression we've made, the amount of the amount, you know, or you know, we've gotten better and better every game, and just the amount of progress we've made is just it's been awesome. And I know me me and No Vicky both <clears throat> told them last night how proud we are of them of how far they've come, and 
you know, no matter how the season finishes, we're extremely proud of them. And you can't say enough about how great our kids is and how great this place is. Well, we're going to tease that a little bit because you've got one uh, one regular season game left against uh, some team uh, from Wheat Swamp. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not. Uh, I think you've got a friend that coaches that team. But we'll tease that here in a second. But I did want to ask you, what has been the difference over the last – you've won five of your last six uh, – and what six of your last eight i mean this team it you know and i know it's cliche to say but it's actually it's really it seems like this team is coming together at the right time coach i'm right about that right yeah i mean you are um you know i think i think a lot of baseball is mental and i think the difference is you know we we sat down and we sat down with our seniors a few weeks ago and you know we were we were just having a time we were just we were in a situation where it felt like the ball never bounced our way and, um, you know, we were in a lot of baseball games and it'd be one big inning that we'd give up or we wouldn't make a play here or we'd walk a guy here. Um, you know, and I, I brought the seniors in and we just kind of taught a little bit and we set some goals. You know, we, we had set goals prior to the season, but we set some short-term goals at that point. I don't know, man. It just touched them and they uh, they just changed the way they did everything. Honestly, they approached practice different. You could just tell every day when they come in, they had a different look in their eye. I mean, and it's the same when we go compete now. I mean, they they love being around each other. I mean, it's they've just when I tell you they've come together. I mean, it's just it's unreal. Um, they, uh, they like I said, I just can't say enough about them. I mean, they after that meeting a few weeks ago. I mean, they called their own little meeting and they, you know, they talked to each other and it's just man, it's just it's been awesome. Like honestly, it's, you you don't have to worry about anything with them. They show up. They get everything ready for practice I and mean, you don't have to tell them anything um i mean they're always here early they're always here late they they get extra in they do whatever they need to do and i mean it says a lot when they're playing together i mean i, I told you at the beginning of the year if we do things the right way um we can play with anybody so i think that's just a testament of that and you've absolutely proven it too and that voice you listen to is david combs is head baseball coach of south lenore a huge four to three win over a Southwest Onslow team that frankly coach was uh blitzing through the league. I mean, uh, they've had some big wins lately and, uh, mm-hmm. a long winning streak and you guys, uh, knocked him off that. And this, it sets up, uh, what a potential here at the end of the season. I mean, now Southwest Onslow, I mean, they're eight and two in the conference, so I may be tough to get them, but you could lock up second place in the uh, East Central 2A going into the state playoffs. And I guess state playoffs begin a, a week from today, in fact, uh, when you uh, host a little team from a wheat swamp called North Lenore. Coach, just that win last night, how much – it just makes Thursday night's game against North Lenore just that much more important, doesn't it, sir? Um, It does. I mean, but, you know, and I, I know when me, when me and Jackson go home with you, um, when we did last time, you know, we talked about how we try not to make the game any bigger than it is for our guys. I mean, we want to approach it the same way um, that we've approached every game over the last few weeks. I mean, so, you know, our guys know it's North and North. They know it's a rivalry. And they know what the implications are with playoffs and seeding and everything. I mean, but, you know, we're going to – you know, our, our thing in practice over the next few days is just let's stick with what we've been doing. You know, we've we've had success. And, um, you know, especially what we're going to preach to them. We're, going, we're not going to change the way we do things. We're going to practice the same way. Um, and I'm sure our guys, you know, um, I'm sure our guys today, matter of fact, you know, we may, we're going to have a little fun today. Um, 
we're probably going to, you know, I may even let them hit in shorts and let's do some ACDC, <laughs> you know, but uh, I'm extremely proud of them, man. And I think, you know, they're going to come out today ready to practice. They're going to come out tomorrow, and I think we're going to have a good practice. And they're going to come out Thursday, and they're going to give it everything they got. I know they will. And, um, you know, like I said, regardless of the outcome on Thursday, I'm so proud of these guys and how far they've come. I mean, hey, they're just good dudes, man. It sounds like they are. Now, any scoreboard watching, man, I'm looking at Southwest schedule. They've got Keenan tonight. They've got uh, yep. East Duplin at East Duplin on Friday. So it's – or I'm not – I'm sorry, on Thursday, on Thursday. So, I mean, yep. it's not like these are layup games. We know Keenan's good. Keenan gave you all you could handle uh, the last time you played him, but you beat him. And we know East Duplin, I mean, that's the defending EC2A champs. I mean, eh, going to be any scoreboard watching over the next couple of days, Coach? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> they, they've they got two tough tests. I mean, you know, with us going nine innings last night, I'll tell you with the pitch count, you know, they're in the same boat we are. You start eating some pitches and eating some arms. And we were lucky enough to get through there to where we have everybody available Thursday. Um, you know, it's going to be tough on three games in four days with just with the pitch count. But um, Coach Jarman, man, he does a great job over there. I got a ton of respect for him. His guys, I mean, look, they're one of the best. They're, they're one of the best hitting teams, one through nine, you know, we've played. Um, I mean, they they – they're a very solid baseball team. They pitch extremely well. They're not scared to go in on you and stuff like that. So, I mean, he, they're doing the right things over there. Um, I mean, it's going to be a tough test for them. I mean, James Keenan is extremely hot right now. Um, that kid that pitched against us did a great job. I mean, so you know how baseball is, Brian. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's just it's one of them games. It's anybody's game any night. So, uh, I mean, he's Duplin. They've been in every game. I think they lost like six straight one-run games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ball just isn't bouncing their way. And if they, if it does, I mean, they're an extremely quality baseball team. Brandon is over there. Big Ten does a great job as well. I mean, our conference just testament our conference, man. We just, you know, we're solid in football. We, everybody says the SEC in football. We're starting to get that way in <laughs> baseball as well. So, um, you know, every night you show up, you better have your stuff together, ready to play. So. And you're absolutely right. I mean, one through five, this conference is as good as any in the state of North Carolina in baseball. Listen, Coach Combs, I appreciate you, especially, like I said, here at the last minute. Uh, I haven't even talked to Coach Massey yet, but uh, may I go ahead and lock you in for uh, Thursday morning as we uh, do our little north-north-south-north uh, preview? Yeah, man, that's fine. That is awesome. Listen, Coach Combs, congratulations. Uh, again, I read that this morning, and I just I had to have you on. I mean, like I said, I was hoping to you know, get up with you and get you and uh, Jackson on for a Thursday show, but I couldn't wait till Thursday to get you on. Congratulations, sir. Hey, it's all about the kids, man. They did a great job. I mean, it was all them. So I appreciate it, Brian, and uh, we'll talk to you Thursday. We'll talk to you Thursday then, Coach. Thank you so much, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go. That's David Combs from South Lenore High School. Again, dramatic, big 4-3 to three victory last night over Southwest Onslow. Damn it, I wish I was there last night. That, that just sounded like what a great atmosphere, what a great game. And uh, But again, you want to read all about it? Well, by golly, go to uh, encmoments.com. It's the only place where there's a story up about that. And uh, just, again, just uh, congratulations to them. Uh, well, let's get you some results from last night. We've got to get Richard Clark up here on the line with us. Uh, Bethel defeated uh, Durham Liberty Christian last night, 30 to nothing in baseball. Bethel is now 11-5 and overall. Liberty Christian falls 
to 0-9. A good story about that is up at Noose News Sports. Uh, check that out. Uh, Green Central defeated Chalkwinity Southside in a non-conference game last night, 5 to nothing. 16th straight victory for uh, Green Central, who's now 18-3. and Southside falls to 7-11. and And another 30 to nothing game last night as East Duplin defeats Kenston. Kenston falls to 1-15 overall. They are 0-11 in uh, league play. East Duplin is 12-8 and overall. They're 6-4 and in East Central 2A. Three games tonight, and I got to brag, well, I guess brag about one of them. Uh, John Paul, or Parrott is at home against uh, Greenville's John Paul II. I will be there tonight. Uh, I will be, they're going to be receiving their football state championship rings, and I'll be emceeing that ceremony. And then I'll actually be calling that game uh, on PA for Parrott Academy. So uh, that starts at 6 o'clock. But get out there a little bit early for that so you can uh, be part of that celebration as a football team like I said receives their state uh, championship rings and again thank you uh, Matt Beeman think the world of him and uh, very honored and very humbled uh, to be asked to MC that ceremony tonight so uh, check that out uh, Parrot Academy defeated John Paul II uh, 9-5 to on April 3rd so it should be a very very good game tonight and go Patriots can't wait for that North Lenore and Kenson play each other in baseball tonight in Wheat Swamp it's senior night in Wheat Swamp, as uh, the Hawks are thirteen and four overall, they're seven and three in league play. Kinston is one and fifteen overall. They're zero and eleven. That game starts at seven. And then Aiden Grifton is at Washington. Aiden Grifton is twelve and eight overall. They're five and five in the Eastern Plains two A. Washington is nine and six overall. They're also five and five in league play. Uh, some quick uh, softball last night. Uh, South Nord defeated Southwest Onslow 12-2 in uh, East Central 2A play. You can read all about that at encmoments.com. Junius covered that game and the baseball game last night. East Duplin defeated Kenston last night, 16 to nothing in softball. Uh, Kenston still winless at 0-15, 0-11 in conference. East Duplin's 15-4 and overall. They're 10-0 in the conference. And then uh, Green Central remained winless last night, too. Still, we got to get that game scheduled. Uh, Green Central versus Kinston in softball. They're, they've got Somebody's got to come away with a win this year. But Chacoanity Southside won 17-1. Tonight, you got Bethel Christian at a Husky Christian. That's at four. John Paul II at Parrot at four in softball. Kinston and North and North at six. And Aiden Griffin at Washington at seven. Uh, girls soccer last night, only one game. Southwest Onslow beat South Lenore three to nothing. South Lenore fell to a seven, 11, and one overall, three and six. And uh, East Central, Southwest Onslow improved to 13, two and one. They are eight, no, and still unbeaten in uh, girls soccer. Today's games, we've got a couple of games. There's an Eastern Plains game between uh, Green Central at West Craven and then uh, Greenville. John Paul II is at Parrot Academy. Both those games at six o'clock tonight. And joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, a little bit later than usual, and and thank you, Rich, for uh, working with me this morning, but it's Richard Clark. He is the uh, news editor of, uh, or the news director of the best dang local newspaper in North Carolina. Yeah, I said it, Richard Clark. It's Richard Clark of the Carteret (laughs) County News Times. How you doing this morning, dude? I'm good. How are you? Well... I got my mood picked up a little bit when I saw that uh, South North beat Southwest Onslow last night. Southwest Onslow was just wrecking the conference. I mean, uh, they were like sixteen and two, eight and one, or whatever, nine and one in conference play. And doggone if uh, South North didn't uh, take it to them last night, beat them in extra innings. So that made me feel a little bit better, and it did. But uh, I stayed up and watched the doggone Celtics seventy uh, sixers game last night, which. You know, for me, staying up to ten o'clock is a pretty big deal. When I, you know, when I'm getting up at four thirty in the morning, dude, I should have just gone to bed, shouldn't I? 
<laughs> as it turned out, yeah. Yeah, that that was a that's a big miss, I think. That that one might come back to home. Well, you're gonna have to talk me off the ledge here, uh, Richard Clark, because uh I am uh I got to tell you, man, I'm a little bit depressed. I mean, when I saw the news come out that, you know, Joel Embiid was, would not be playing last night, I, and I'm not trying to act like I'm any kind of psychic or Nostradamus or anything like that, but I swear, Rich, there was a part of me that's like, you know what, you you got to think. I mean, even Vegas uh, instantly made uh, uh, Boston 10-point favorites going into that game last night, and I'm thinking, you know, I wonder if it's possible that they might overlook them since, you know, I don't know, 33 points of their offense is going to be out of the game. <sighs> Spastic old James Harden last night, man. Uh, he stepped yeah. up for it. Dude, and, I, you know, you well, you didn't message with me as much last night as you usually do. You must have been working on a paper or something. But, uh, no, I got, some, I got some kidney stone issues going on. Oh, Richard. So, yeah. Oh, I've worked with you in a, in a – yeah, I was about to say in a newsroom, dude. You all right? Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. You weren't in the hospital we're or anything, were you? No, I had gone to the doctor earlier yesterday. I'll probably go back tomorrow uh, just to make sure everything's all right. But, yeah, we're fine. Did they bust them up or are they still floating, no, no, floating no. around? Yeah, they're it? still floating around. You know how that goes. Yes, I they do. They don't do a lot. They don't do a lot for you. <laughs> I wonder sometimes why I even have health insurance. Good Lord, dude. Listen. I've had him twice in my life. The last time was when was the MLB all-star game in Cleveland? Because I missed it because of freaking kidney stones and dude. I mean, that's, I've only had him twice in my life. This has got to be how many times for you? It's been this is about four or five. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Cran cranberry juice, man. You know, that I'm all over it. Right. I got a big jug sitting <laughs> right next to me right now. <laughs> dude. The last time I had them, they told me at that time, dude, this has been four or five years ago, but they told, uh, it was anyway, it was before the pandemic. So I guess it was 2019, but anyway, I remember them telling me, uh, you know, you start feeling any kind of pain because they said, I just, I don't know, like you, I guess, Richard, I have the, my body has this strong capability of making kidney stones. So they're like, yeah. don't, don't drink milk. Don't drink soft drinks. You can drink water. Water is really good for you. Flushes you out. And then cranberry juice. Just, I mean, yeah. just my, mine is milk. My, mine are calcium. Okay. So, so it varies. If you've ever had, they ever looked at them, looked at them. Um, mine are calcium. They pulled them out before. Uh, so I got to tell you, I got to tell everybody about my boy, uh, Richard Clark though. Okay. I remember sitting in the free press newsroom with you. What, what was the big dude's name to, that worked in there with us? They helped you lay out papers. Jeremy, Jeremy. That's right. Jeremy. Yeah. I hadn't thought about him in years, but I remember he, he and I looking at each other when you worked through kidney stones and got yeah. it and put a paper out and you're sitting there the whole time holding your side or holding your back. <laughs> with one hand and typing with the other hand and designing pages with the other hand. And we're both like looking at each other. We're like, dude, I got to tell you, you were making the, and you, I mean, you're not, you're not a, I mean, you have a very high pain threshold in the first place, but you could even hear just a little, every once in a while you, you could hear you go, uh, <laughs> you <know? laughs> dude, are you yeah. going to be all right? Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be fine. Wow. Like I said, I'll go tomorrow to get them looked at to make sure that, you know, nothing crazy going on. Well, I'm sorry I was bugging you last night then, dude. But, uh, just oh, no, you're fine. I was watching the game, dude. <laughs> okay. um, I actually had my phone on silent kind of forgot about it until the sun came. That's why I didn't text back. But, yeah, I would say this about your game. 
it's a little alarming because you shot the ball pretty well. Pretty well seventy percent in the first half. Yeah, that that's a little bit scary. Um, honestly. You don't you don't know what's gonna happen. If you shoot that well and then you come away with a loss, yikes. Yeah. But it really came down to you guys not taking care of the ball. I mean, you had turnover after turnover at bad times and then Harden made you pay with threes because he's you know, summoned up the Harden of 2016, which is what great players can do from time to time, the old ones. Well, you know, they can't do it every night anymore, but they still have it. It's not like it left. Well, don't read out loud any of the text messages that I sent you last night because there was definitely <laughs> language in there that uh not appropriate for uh, the youth that are listening to our show this morning. But I'm telling you, dude, Harden, and look, we've got to talk about James Harden a little bit. Again, a 119-116, or I'm sorry, 119-115 win for uh, the 76ers, 45 points from James Harden. But you know what? You watch Steph Curry, and we're going to talk about Steph Curry here in a little bit, and that 50 spot that he put up in Game 7 against the Kings. But I got to tell you, Rich, his game is so beautiful. It's almost like watching ballet, you know? I mean, you see Steph – I mean, and I'm not wrong. I mean, you see Steph Curry out there just – I mean, his shots are – oh, my God, they're just – and I'm not being sarcastic. They're like works of art. I mean – you know, he takes these shots, and they are so beautiful, and they they snap the the uh, the net, and they just look so great. And then you get James Harden out there who is pushing off, and, you know, and he's just got an ugly game, man. I just – I've never liked James Harden's game. I mean, I'm talking about even when he was younger. And then last night, I sent you, like, in the first half. You didn't respond to it, but I sent you in the first half. He just looked spastic AF last night, and yeah. and he continued that the entire game, but ends up with, when all is said and done, the win and 45 points. James Harden, Rich, just uh, expound on him a little bit. He's a, he's a one of one. We've never seen anybody that has his particular skill set. Um, he's maximized. He did, It's not as bad as it used to be, but he maximized some of the rule changes getting calls from the referees and things like that. Um, and you cannot take away that he's made a transition in his later career to being, honestly, one of the better offensive point guards in the league. Go figure. You know, he was a guy that was pretty much, I'm shooting every time I get it. So now he led the league in assists, I believe. Dude. Yeah. Just his game is so ugly. Again, going back, you can put you put him side by side. You look at Steph, just the grace that he brings the ball up the court. He's not herky jerky. I mean, everything is just smooth. His jump shot is smooth. And then James Harden, has he ever attempted a jump shot where he didn't push off beforehand, dude? Because not I'm t- just not just push off, but probably traveled. <laughs> because his his step back is actually a travel. His it side is. Step. I mean, yeah, it's actually a travel. Nobody, they don't ever call it, but his isn't like, say, Donovan Mitchell's, which is just a big step sideways. His is a hop step, and that's that's an actual travel, but, you know, you can't get that call. It's not in the NBA. I was about to say, dude, what would happen if you had a, I mean, a good referee, not trying to make a name for himself, but just really isn't got Isn't that there? an oxymoron you just said? <laughs> yeah, like military intelligence, right? Right, exactly. Go. Hey, wait a minute. But uh, but what would happen if you had, I mean, a legit referee out there who really called games the way they're supposed to be called? I mean, a Euro step. I'm still not convinced that the Euro step's not a travel, dude. I mean, it it is. I, 
the way Luca does it, the way other guys do it, it's a travel. I mean, it really is. A, 25 years ago, it would have been called that. But anyway, but if you had a real yeah, referee. Yeah, it would have been called 25 years ago, but it's actually not a travel. If you take the defenders out and watch what they're doing, really all they're doing is taking the two steps you're supposed to get. They're just making it slow, and they're going in different directions. That's why it looks funny. Uh, now, that said, a lot of the newer ones, the kids, are actually picking the ball up earlier before their yep, euro step, yep, yep. and that's a travel. Um, there, therein lies the problem when they start, you know, adding to these moves, so to speak. Well, I'm telling you this, dude. I'm glad that uh, the now one thing NBA referees have done is that stupid little thing that uh, Harden would do where he would bump into somebody and they just, blah, you know, spastically throw yeah. the ball up in the air. Well, they don't let him do that anymore, thank God. No, but but they do call that way too much when the guys are playing defense and the guy just goes, you know, horizontal down the line of the lane and throws the ball up because he turned his shoulder just a little bit into the defender. That's got to be cleaned up. Um, I think they'll probably figure out some of these these defensive fouls that they're calling because some of them are shaky, but it isn't, it's not just the NBA. It's, it's across oh, I the know, board. I know, I know, but, uh, but by the way, the game's you love, changed so much. Oh, you love this hot Linda's in the, the plush Willett studio with me right now. And as I'm telling you, all these moves that Harden does, I'm demonstrating <laughs> and she's kind of looking at me sideways. Like I'm a little bit crazy, but, but you know what I'm talking about when he would bump into somebody and just spastically oh, throw the ball up in the air and, uh, and then somehow it's a foul on the defender. I'm well, and, and I'm not convinced he didn't invent the, the swing through move where you just swing through and pull up and get fouled because they had their arms sticking out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain he created that too, which is awful. Well, whereas I don't have a problem. Yes, I'm going back to Steph Curry again here, Rich. But whereas I don't have a problem with Steph Curry, he really has revolution. He has revolutionized the game, and I know you and I have talked about that before. Oh, by the way, man, I was talking to Martin Panicelli yesterday, and he referenced the list that you and I did before the season of. Uh, the uh, the top twenty players. Yeah, we we might have to revisit. Steph. There you go. Uh, well, we'll wait till after the season is over. Hey, that'll be a good thing for us to do in the summer when we have yeah. nothing to yeah, yeah. talk about. He, but, yeah, he he's going. To, we're going to have to revisit Steph, particularly if he gets to the Western Conference Finals. It, well, dude, what if he wins a championship, dude? Well, then we really got to revisit because now we're talking about he's he's got to be past Kobe. Well, there you go. Well, I, I, dude, I can't, by the way, dude, I got, I got to look at this real quick. Uh, Leo Lockhart, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, oh, dude, he's giving you some advice, man. He's got, he, he told me to send this to, you know, who Leo Lockhart is, right? I vaguely know the name. Yeah. Yeah. He's a referee here in our area. He's from Kenston, just a hall of fame referee played basketball at Kenston for Paul Jones. Just one of the absolute freaking good guys. He's got me something to send you. It's a, uh, Chanka Piadra, it's a 1,600-milligram kidney stone crusher, gallbladder oh, wow. support. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm in it. on that. I'll send it to you. My, my, my wonderful girlfriend's got me drinking cranberry juice with apple cider in it, and it's horrifyingly bad. <laughs> that does sound bad. I love I love both of them, but I don't know if I've ever had them together before. Not together. It's like taking a, a shot of something with Red Bull in it. It's horrible. <laughs> but, dude. Tell me this, though. If it works, then it, you'll be more than happy. I don't care. It. Absolutely. I don't <laughs> care one iota if it works. There you go. But, uh, dude, I'll send this to you. Thank you, Leo. Leo sent it's like four yes, text messages. Yes, thank you. 
and I'll send this to you when we get off the air here, Rich. But uh, wow, uh, I thought he he, he's, he he calls it a drag step is what he calls that uh, euro that euro step, dude. Yeah, like I said, it, it's really contingent on when they pick the ball up. Um, if you like, look at Luca and you watch it slow it down. It's two steps. Joe actually Jovic did it about twelve times last night. <laughs> it's literally only two steps. It's just slow. Wait a minute, you so stayed up and really watched slow. that game last night? Oh yeah, I, Jovic is one of my favorites to watch. Oh, good for you. If anybody, if anybody wants to understand how to play basketball, they should watch him. Well, hey. at least offensively. Well, we'll get that in a second. One last question I got to ask you, though, about the 76ers Celtics series. And I texted it to you this morning, and I won't reveal your answer, but you tell tell everybody on the air here, are my Celtics in trouble? They may be because they shot. They shot well. Um, they Their free throw, there wasn't a real free throw advantage. You know, all the things uh, that you hallmark looking at as a box score, they, they weren't there. Now, they turned the ball over a lot, and that's why they lost. But Harden stealing that game is going to be tough to overcome. Now you got to go win one before MD gets back, probably. I mean, but you know, I think I think it'll ebb and flow. I mean, we've seen that in all these series so far, particularly the competitive ones. And um, you guys, you'll get a big Tatum game at some point. Jalen Brown was eight for ten last night. God, you know. So you go, you got to look at it and go, okay, Jason, you were thirteen for twenty-four or five. But why wasn't Brown getting more looks? He's eight for ten. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's see, that's honestly that's Marcus Smart's fault. That's what a real point guard would notice. Um, there just aren't a lot of those guys anymore. No, you're right about that. But man, Marcus Smart has great hair. I texted you that too last night. <laughs> <laughs> he does, man. It's awesome. Okay, uh, who's going to win that series? Seventy six or Celtics? I'm going to stay with the Celtics. Although I'm with you, I think. Uh, the next two games will decide this series. Well, there you go. How about, dude, I can't, I can't be any more excited than I am about the Heat and the Knicks, man. I mean, in the Heat, the eighth seed, we talked about this last week, Rich. Mm-hmm. We talked about it two weeks ago. They weren't even a guarantee to make the playoffs. They they get in via – they lose their first play-in game. They get in via the second play-in game. They obviously we saw what they did to the Bucks in five games, and now they're up one game to nothing over the New York Knicks here in the second round of the, the, the Eastern Conference semifinals, dude. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on? Well, I think what you really see is while none of us will sit here and say that that the NBA coaches are whatever are the greatest thing in the world, what you're seeing is the difference, you know. Victor staff in the previous series made no adjustments whatsoever to help the Cavaliers. And you saw Spolster do some stuff to basically take Brunson out of the game for long stretches. And and then on top of that, you got Jimmy Butler walking with a wheelbarrow in front of him, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. I do, indeed I do. Hey, uh, you know what? As you said that, let me tell you, I was saluting, okay? <laughs> hey. Yeah, you, can, you say what you want about Jimmy, but, you know, he, he was – he's a dude. He just is. You know what? He is, and you know what? It, it reminds me of the old 70s, uh, what, black exploitation movies where you say, uh, he's a bad – shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> is he yeah. not? Is he not, dude? Yeah, he is. He he is. And, and you know, as we, we talked about previously, uh, irrational confidence. Yep. There is no point that Jimmy doesn't think he's the best player on the court. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you gotta love that. You absolutely gotta love you that. You got to. You have to respect that. Well, the Heat are up one game to nothing in that best of seven series. Game two is tonight on TNT at seven thirty between the Heat and the Knicks. Yeah, you told us you had the Celtics uh, still at this point. Who do you have in this Heat Knicks series? Um, I will say the Heat, but that's gonna be contingent on Jimmy's ankle. Yeah, yeah. I need to see what that's gonna be. If I'm the Heat, I send him back to Miami today. Go on back. Go on back and get some rest and lay on the beach and look at whatever you look at. <laughs> Carry your wheelbarrow um, around. Yeah, and, and we'll, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make sure you get it tired. It works in the sand, though. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, so you, so if uh, he stays healthy, then you've got the heat. Yes, yes. There you go. Okay. This- I just think Spolter's – if he's not the best NBA coach, what is he? Got to be in the top three, oh, right? Got to be, dude. Let me. You know what? And here we go down a side road, but I don't care, man. You and I do it every week anyway. Have has is uh, Popovich lost a little bit of his luster to you? Because I got to tell you, for me, and again, I am not ten percent of the NBA fan and viewer that you are, Rich. That's the reason I'm asking you because I respect your opinion so much. Has has Popovich lost a little bit of his luster with the way the the Spurs have played over the past two or three or hell, even four Um, or five seasons? Maybe to to the common, you know, fan, casual fan. Yeah. But I'll be honest, I've never thought that highly of him because I remember how that went down. He was the GM. Oh, yeah. And they were bad. Give these kids kids a history lesson, Richard. Yeah. He he was the GM when David Robinson was hurt and they were terrible. And they got the number one pick and got Tim Duncan, and he fired the coach and became the coach. So, you know, he may be a great coach. Hey, we've had bosses like that before, haven't we? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I didn't mean to take you down a a dark road there, but we have, you know, the ones that take credit for everything. You do all the hard work, and you're the guy with kidney stones working until 1.30 in the morning to get stuff done. And yet they're Absolutely. taking credit for your work. Uh, yeah, we, we know those people, don't we? Yeah, we know the one like the ones that said they were at the flood and were you know three thousand miles away when the flood was happening, not covering Cancun, nothing. What are they in Cancun yeah. or something like that? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but, we yeah, know who you are. People, exactly, we know exactly who the hell you are. But dude, but people who you know, and listen, I respect Popovich, but. To a degree like you do. That's cool that we're both old school like that. I mean, he is roundly recognized. He, he's got to be one of the top five NBA coaches of all time, right? Popovich or what do you Probably think? Probably so, but see, that, that's the other one. Like, I don't have a lot of uh, – I don't put Phil Jackson in that category either. Everybody acts like he's the greatest thing. I don't. I look at what you had, um, and, and he had arguably two of the best teams to ever play together. Yeah you know, to win all those championships. I mean, everybody, can we forget a lot of this stuff now? But, you know, obviously the Jordan time was the Jordan time. But Shaq, during that time period where they were winning all those championships, he was the best player, and that's who he should have been for 15 years right there. Uh, He was unguardable, unguardable. And so is that because of Phil Jackson? I don't know. I mean, I feel like – you know, some of it is managing personalities is a real thing, as we know. Um, that's I like I, I, to use. We were just talking about old bosses. That's probably the one thing that Patrick Holmes did well because I'm not easy to work with. And 
you know, I'm kind of diva-ish. Yeah, and so but the thing with it. you, listen, and I and I say this is a 100% compliment, working with you is like working with John Dawson. John Dawson can be a little prickly sometimes, but you know what you do with John Dawson? You you trust him and you leave him to his own devices and guess what? He wins awards. Right. He wins awards for you. That's the same well, thing. Well, and with that's you. cause you're that's cuz you're smart. You get yeah. that. Well, it's the same um, thing with and, you. And you leave you too. alone and what I loved about you is I would give you an idea and I would say, "Hey, it Let's can we do something like this and then dude you would bring it back and it would look infinitely better than any way that I thought it could and guess what we brought home bevies of awards because I probably didn't use that word right we bought back a bevy of awards there you go uh yeah because you know you just say rich this is what I have in mind throw it to you leave you the hell alone and then dude you produce some of the best looking freaking pages of all time same thing with with Dawson you just tell him hey this is an idea I have Throw it to him and or heck, not even tell him anything, and he would come up with you know great. Well, and, and that's stuff. that's the beauty of, of maybe that's the skill that Phil Jackson and Popovich have is they understand when to get in the way and when not. Maybe that's it. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe that's the whole thing. I think the bigger thing in the NBA coaches is you have to make people understand what their role is. Now, some of that's done just organically because. I believe in the NBA particularly that you have to have a hierarchy and it has to work itself out organically. Like when you got Jordan on a team, you're not shooting 30 times and everybody knows it. And I think you have to have that. And I think you look at the young teams, that's where the troubles start is who's the guy. You know, I think one of the issues that Knicks kind of have is Randall wants to be the guy, but Brunson's the guy. So it kind of works out for him when Randall's nicked up a little bit. Um, uh, like nobody, no, wait, wait, nobody, it, what nicked up a little bit. I did not mean that, <laughs> but anyway, but, uh, but like nobody's going to, if Jimmy's decided today is going to be the day he shoots 30 times, there's nobody on that roster who's going to be like, no, nah, Jimmy, I'm supposed to get my 25 shots up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to have that. That's what makes the good teams, the good teams. It does. Listen, we've got to get to these two uh, Western Conference series. And the first one, I got to admit, I didn't watch it last night. I watched like the, the tip off and maybe the first two minutes of it. But Nuggets 97, Suns 87. They are now up two games to none in that series, dude. And is that series over? I believe it is. Um, wow. Wow. I just don't think Phoenix has got enough. And it's, you know, you don't really notice it until they started playing some real games. And you, you said, wait a minute. All they got is Chris Paul, and and he didn't play last night for the whole game. And Devin Booker, that's all they have. Meanwhile, you know, Denver got a pretty solid roster. But the interesting thing with Denver is Jovic hadn't led them in scoring in the playoffs yet until last night because Murray had been playing so well. But Murray shot like three for 15 or 16 last night. And Jovic had 40. Well, I think 39. Yeah, 39 and like – I don't know, 19 or something like that. He's just unbelievable. Yeah, he had a triple-double. Here it is, 39, 16, and 13. Eh, that's not a bad day at the office. Oh, it? no, I looked at it wrong. He only had five assists, my bad. <laughs> Ooh, only five assists. Dude, here's what I don't get about Phoenix, man. I mean, Kevin Durant, what, top five in the league, right? Uh, yeah. Devin Booker, top ten in the league, in my opinion. Chris Paul, one of the, what, two or three best point guards in the game right now. And, heck, Aiton, and I know listening to our boy, uh, Bill Simmons, who you and I are big fans of, he's not been impressed with Aiton at all. I've got to admit, I feel kind of some way too. But still, when you look at 
four of their five starters, Richard yeah, Clark. They should be better. They should be much better. How does a team that has, let me just say this, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton only manage 87 points, Rich? And well, they didn't 14, shoot well. 14, and 14 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they didn't shoot well. And, you know, that's really the, the issue. I, I think one of the things that gets that you people forget is, in the regular season, you don't see it, but in the in the postseason, the NBA they those teams really hone in on the guys that they want to attack. I mean, they really hone in on it. So when you have some liabilities out there, it really shows up in the playoffs. I mean, it really they hunt Chris Paul now. You know what I mean? So they're going at him every chance they get. You saw it a lot in the Kings series with Steph getting the matchups he wanted. Uh, on whoever, because he'd get Mitchell, uh, Davion Mitchell off of him. They'd pick and roll until they got a switch. And then Curry would chew up whoever was there. Um, well, Chris, well, in, un- his, unbelievable. in his defense now, Chris Paul is about 60 or 61, right? Yeah, I think he's getting Social Security <laughs> next year. I love it. Uh, so, do you have uh, you have the Nuggets winning Denver's going to win that. Yeah, I do. Wow. I have Denver winning. Have you ever seen, and again, I think I might be stealing something that I, I listen, that I heard our, our boy Bill Simmons say, but have you ever seen or heard of a number one seed that's got as little press as the Denver Nuggets? No, but their, their roster is deep. And, I mean, they, they won last night, and Porter and Murray, two of their shooters now, the two guys they rely on the shooter were like five for 22 between the two of them. Wow. And they won, and they won going away. Yeah. So, I mean, they got some guys that they, they've done a really good job of roster construction. Carl Davis, Pope, and Bruce Bowen. Those are the kind of guys you want when the playoffs start. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, how so, about the, the final series? Uh, and it begins tonight. And you know, uh, I mean, you know, Adam Silver is happy. You know, uh, oh, the NBA just had a. <laughs> yeah. yeah they were probably all uh well i can't say what i want to say but let's just say yeah, they were they extremely were, happy okay yeah they were they were very happy with themselves yeah but the seven seed lakers taking on the six seed warriors in the semifinals in the western conference tips off tonight at 10 o'clock on tnt uh, obviously it's game one tonight i just please tell, dude being a celtics guy I hate the Lakers, and you know this. I, I just I hate them, and I love Steph Curry. Please tell me this is a four to one series for the Warriors. I don't know, man. It depends. Uh, I mean, they got the one thing that gives Golden State problems: size. Yeah. And and so I think it's really going to come. This one's going to come down to is Golden State shooting the ball well. If they're shooting the ball well, they're going to blow them out. Okay. If they're not, then that size is going to start to matter as the game progresses, and that's going to be a problem because they're a big team. The Lakers are a big team. Yeah. Um, they've done a decent job of fixing their roster on the fly. and But, again, I would run Anthony Davis to the, into the ground, just run him to death. <laughs> uh, the problem for them is what do you – you got Poole and Draymond are going to go against LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. That's the matchup. Uh, but the Golden State tends to work better when they don't have to play pool. I mean, not pool. Um, Mooney, Looney, and Green at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. They they tend to do better. Now that being said, Jordan Poole has been unplayable lately. Mm. So I don't know what happened to him when Jay Mom must have slapped his game out of him or something. 
Because well, he hadn't been good all year. Well, I hate to do this right up against the clock, but I've got. But I have two quick questions. I'd love to get uh, good, good, tight Richard Clark answers to. Okay. Number one is uh, if I'd have asked you six weeks ago, let's go back in time six weeks ago, Rich, and I had told you that in the semifinals of the Western Conference it'd be the Lakers versus Warriors. Uh, how many drug tests would you have sent to Kenston for me? Yeah, it would have been. A, it would have been at least two. <laughs> because I'm telling you, man, we 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 need we need the the other sample. Bring the B sample out. <laughs> there you go. Bring the B sample out. And then, secondly, uh, this isn't really a question as much as I just want to get your reaction to. For the first time in NBA playoff history, we've got in the semifinals of the Eastern Western Conference a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight seed. Did you ever think you would see that in your lifetime, Richard? No, no, no. How about that? I did, did you not. know that? I said, or did you tweet that? Somebody tweeted it, and I retweeted it, and it just that number has stuck with me. Seriously. And, you know, you and I, we're both fans of this sort of uh, uh, not nomenclature. What am I trying to say? Just, I guess, numbers game or whatever, and it just blows my mind, dude, that we have all eight seeds here in the second round of playoffs. How crazy is that, Rich? Yeah, it like it's been upside down because of injuries and all that stuff. So the league, the, the, the league has kind of been upside down this year. But then Milwaukee getting beat just really yeah. turned things on his ear, uh, and then Memphis too, for that matter, because they were a two seed. So it, it's going to be interesting to see who moves forward at this point, because you still have some teams that haven't been there before, but you've got some guys that have, you know, but LeBron and Curry and well, really the whole Warriors roster at this point. Um, so it's going to be interesting going down the stretch to see who's left. Well, this is awesome. Again, Lakers, Warriors. Uh, who do you have in that? We've got your predictions for the other three series. And again, uh, we don't have we have the whatever you want to call it advantage or disadvantage of not having seen them play yet in the playoffs against each other. Who you got, Lakers, Warriors? I don't know, and this is why because this game, this series, I believe, is going to come down to the edges. And who's, who's extra guys, you know, outside of LeBron and Curry pick up the slack. But it's also going to really matter who gets the calls. The Lakers have had a monstrous free throw advantage, attempted free throws in the last, over the last month. And Golden State, as we saw in that last series, they've got a lot of whistles. Yeah. So where is that going to be? You're talking about Harden pushing off. They showed slow-mo of, of Curry doing it. And instead of calling it a push-off, Van Gundy and the, the other Mark Jackson's like, oh, he used his shoulder. And Van, De- and Van Gundy's like, oh, so we're calling the forearm a shoulder now? I love it, man. But, you know, a lot of that has to do with I can't stand Harden, and I love Steph Curry. And yeah, yeah, Steph absolutely. Curry cannot do wrong, man. He just can't do wrong, you know? No, nah, he's the ultimate teammate, and the league could do much worse than having him the face of the league. I love so. it. Listen, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Thank you so much, man. When we talk next week, uh, we'll be uh, on the threshold of conference finals. That's right. There you go. Thank you so much, Rich. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Have a good one. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, talking some NBA and some hoops. I have got one of the most beautiful women in eastern North Carolina sitting across from me right now. Pull your mic down. I tell you, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, we'll be back hour two of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>